Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm a fucking idiot. I just recorded a full episode with someone that I was interviewing and never press record. So Mercury is absolutely, absolutely in retrograde, or sorry, Mercury is retrograde, is actually what people are supposed to say, according to astrologers that I follow on Instagram. So I'm going to try to say Mercury is retrograde. So now you know, that's how you say it, apparently. I was going to release an episode today, but I'm trying to do one solo a month. So here goes. This is the solo. And I had asked you guys for some topics and you gave me some really good ones. So I'm really excited to get into it. First, I'm just going to give you a little life update. I have COVID, which is such a bummer. I mean, all of this is obviously related to Mercury retrograde, but whatever. I have COVID. I feel like I might have had like symptoms possibly like a week before I actually tested positive, but then they like went away. And now I have COVID with no symptoms. So it's very bizarre, except sometimes my nose will run or like I'll get, I'll cough up phlegm. Not that anyone of you cares about my COVID symptoms. I don't know why I'm sharing them. But yeah, very weird. I think so in March 2020, I could have sworn I had COVID, but this was when it was so hard to get a test. Like you had to know someone or be like a an influencer with over 1 million followers. So like definitely never got tested for it, but I'm convinced that I had COVID in March 2020. I had the most sore throat I've ever had in my life. Like it was like knives were in my throat for a week. And I had one night where I had like crazy chills. And mind you, this is all before like any vaccines existed. And I lost my sense of taste and smell, but only for like 24 hours. And I ate through it, obviously, because like I love food. And now having COVID and like actually knowing that I'm positive because we have access to tests. It's so weird and so different. I mean, probably because I'm double vaccine boosted, but I like, I feel nothing yet. I cannot leave the house. And like friends of mine are like, just go on a walk with a mask. I don't know. Is it so goody goody that I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's not fair to like the world. I don't know. I just don't feel like 
I feel like if I were walking down the street and someone with COVID was just like walking next to me, like I would be extremely uncomfortable. So I've chosen to not leave my house. And I think we're on like day three of complete solitude here. Steven's like back in the office. He had COVID last week and he tested negative, I think like a day before I tested positive. So he's like good to go, fresh antibodies. And I'm just chilling in the apartment alone. It's actually our anniversary, which is crazy. I can't believe we've been together for two years. So we actually celebrate our anniversary from the first date. And I know this is a very controversial topic because people are like, no, it's like from official, like, no, it's from first date. It's always a 50-50 poll question when we ask like, when does your anniversary really begin? But I think it's from the first date because I think it's weird to be like to our kids like, oh, we were official on April or when was it? Like March... 16th. So that's our anniversary. No, we went on our first date, January 18th, 2020. And so that will be our anniversary. And like, did we both hook up with people after that? Definitely. He for sure had like a date the night after our first date. And I was still seeing people, but whatever. It's our first date anniversary. And that's what we celebrate. And you can celebrate that too because it also gives you like a longer anniversary, which is really nice. Okay. This is really important. And I've wanted to talk to you guys about this for a while. I was going to put it on my Instagram, but I was like, you know what? This is very personal. I only want the people who listen to the podcast to know about this because it is a very personal subject. And I don't want to subject everyone who follows me to this. Only like the real ones will want to hear about this or maybe no one will, but we'll find out, right? I do not have good digestion, I guess. Like I have a good metabolism, but I don't go to the bathroom as much as I should. And I've talked about this a lot. I have gone like days without pooping. I'm just going to say the word poop, whatever it happened. And sometimes like I will feel like there's so much inside of me, but I'll go to the bathroom and it's like a pebble. And I'm like, this is so annoying and so frustrating. And it sucks. And there was like a moment where I thought that I was going to go off birth control like a few months ago. I never ended up doing it. I like definitely chickened out and like just didn't know what to expect. And I've been on it for like 16 years, 17 years. So I'm like, I'm not ready But there was a moment. And so when I thought I was going to go off birth control, I started taking prenatal vitamins. I have no plans to like get pregnant anytime soon, but I just thought that that was like something that I have to do. And the prenatal vitamins had so much iron in them that it made my pooping situation so much worse, like horrible. I could not go to the bathroom like at all. And then like it was just forever different after that. I went off the prenatals. And I'm, you know, still on birth control, but like my system has been different ever since. Like I just go to the bathroom even the more rarer than than before. And it's and it sucks. So I saw a friend of mine got this thing called a colonic. If you don't know what a colonic is, it's kind of like this. I'm actually gonna Google it so that like I don't pretend I'm a doctor here. 
But a colonic is basically, it's the infusion of water or other liquids into the rectum. Yes, you heard correctly. I basically did anal with somebody um, by a colon therapist to cleanse and flush out the colon. It is also called colonic hydrotherapy or colon irrigation. Colonics and enemas are similar, but there are some key differences. So like an enema is kind of what they give you right before you give birth. So like someone's got to be listening right now and being like, this is a dating podcast. I'm so confused as to why we're hearing about her colonic. I'm going to wrap it up. But basically I had this, I, I had a colonic. Some people think it's a scam. Some people think it's amazing. It's a very controversial topic, but I went and I had one and it was wild. All I will say is that you have no idea how much shit you walk around with every single day. Like it will blow your mind. And I was like trying to tell my fiance about this and he was like, okay, I got it. Like I got it. I'm good. Like I I get it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was trying to tell him like the extreme details. It's not as, it's not that gross. What I will say is they do put a tube up your asshole. So if you've never had anal or even like anything close to it, like you basically feel what that's like. They like actually lube it up and put it in your ass. So yeah, I guess I lost my anal virginity. Well, that's not true because I tried in high school with my high school boyfriend, but then I cried because it was so painful. Anyway, you get the gist. It was wild and amazing. And to be honest, like, is there that much of a difference? Like, did I feel like lighter? Definitely. Did I feel like toxins were removed? For sure. But like, did I immediately go back to eating like shit? Yeah, I did. And like that will never change, but I do hope to get them regularly. And maybe like that one night that I get them, I'll eat healthy, but probably not. My skin is thriving right now and it never does in the winter. Like it really never does, but I attribute every single part of that to moisturizer. I have been getting my moisturizer at Crabtree and Evelyn and they make beauty products inspired by exploration with sensorial textures and powerful ingredients designed to nourish your skin and your soul. I've been using their Evelyn Rose Hydrating Glow Face Moisturizer. It keeps me moisturized for eight hours. So like I'll wear it during the day and then I'll wear it again at night. And it's amazing because it doesn't feel oily it just feels like I'm boosting my radiance and refining my skin. It's so funny when I wake up with this moisturizer on, I swear to God, I have like this glowy, dewy face. And it's so new to me because I was always scared of moisturizers because I was scared that they would like clog my pores and give me acne, but it's actually been the complete opposite. Crabtree and Evelyn also has Gardner's Glow Drops, which are pearl infused it's like a pearl infused highlighter that delivers a sun-kissed glow while leaving your skin nourished and healthy looking. It's not sticky and you can put it like underneath your makeup when you're doing your routine and it's really really amazing. I love it and you can use code ACME15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Use code ACME15 for 15% off your order. Definitely check it out. It you're not hydrating right now. I don't know what you're doing. I actually saw Ting say the other day, like if you're not going to bed like with like a wet face, you're doing it all wrong. And she's so right. Like you need to be hydrating, especially during the winter time. I don't care where you live. Hydrate. Use code ACME15. 
Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier. And you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. There's this viral TikTok going back to dating, right? There's this viral TikTok and it's about mistresses versus wives, right? And she says, mistresses do things that wives don't do. And that's why mistresses exist and it's okay to have a mistress, okay? So I'm sure you can tell that like a lot of people were like, no, that's ridiculous. And it was an extremely controversial TikTok It actually got removed off TikTok. I don't really know why, but she put it back on. And basically, here are the three things that mistresses do, but wives don't. And I'll tell you if I agree or not. Mistresses make the first move with sex. Mistresses are nice and call you honey. And mistresses invest in your hobbies, okay? So like they try to learn about football. If you're into football, they try to take up golf if you're into golf. I think these are, from my experience, bullshit. But what I will say is if you're married to someone, husband, wife, whatever, and you're not doing any of these things to begin with, then that is a huge red flag. I make the first move with sex all of the time. I'm always nice to my partner for the most part and invest in their hobbies. I mean, I'm really lucky that my fiance doesn't like golf because I would honestly kill myself. Like I'm sending a prayer out to all the to all the women who have to deal with a golf partner right now. But I definitely invest in things that he's interested in. Like it, but at the same time, our hobbies are very similar. So like if he likes to ski, like I I like to ski too, but I kind of like to do that anyway. I guess like the one hobby, I don't know. He likes TikTok. So I like to like, he doesn't really have a hobby that's like super independent of mine. But this is the one thing that I kind of disagree with. Like if they love to play video games, you don't have to like become a gamer because they like it. You know, like you don't have to become a golfer because they like golf. Like it's okay to let them have their own thing. I love shopping and I don't need him to love shopping. So that's the one thing that I don't agree with, but I do think it's interesting. I do feel like there are a lot of wives out there who don't make the first move with sex and who aren't that nice to their husbands. And I've seen it. Like I've gone out with those couples and I'm just like, wow, I feel bad for the guy. And I understand why he has sex workers and hangs out with them or whatever it is that some guys do sometimes. But... I will say that it is important to do to be nice and to make the first move with sex with your partner like regardless of your gender or whatever like those are things that I think it's important to do in your relationship. You want to make your partner feel wanted. You don't have to initiate sex every time, but to never initiate it and to like always kind of shut it down. I feel like that's not like the best practice. Obviously, you never have to do it, but you get what I'm saying here. Forgiveness of past partners and hurts. Mm. Such an interesting topic. I feel like 
Anytime you hold on to a resentment towards a past partner or a past hurt, you are the only one that's suffering from this. The only one. And I'm not innocent. There's definitely a past partner to that I still have, like that I still cringe when I hear their name or I'm like, ugh, they suck. And it's not healthy. I think it's so important to not only forgive the way that this person acted, but to forgive the way that you allowed this to happen and to forgive the way that you reacted to it at the time. Because like we're all human and they were younger, you were younger. Like think about all the things that you did even a year from now that you cringe about. Like it's okay to to forgive, you know? I'm not going to lie to you guys. It has been really challenging. Like being mentally okay during this time that I'm stuck inside. And I do not know what I would do without having therapy as a resource, especially now. I feel like we're in this like very intense seasonal depression if you don't live somewhere that's sunny all the time. And it's just like really hard. It's really hard. And you see all these people posting on social media and you think their lives are perfect and you're comparative and you're going through anxiety. And like, even like if someone invites me to an event, like my first thought now is anxiety instead of excitement. And that's not normal. Like we don't have to go through that alone. Like we could talk to someone about it. And that's why I'm such, such a huge advocate for therapy, especially for Talkspace, because it is the best app that I've personally used when it comes to therapy and for my mental health you basically can talk to this therapist 24-7, which is so important if like you don't know when you're going to need someone to be able to reach out is, is really, really amazing. And Talkspace has like over thousands of licensed professionals to talk to you whenever you need it. We're giving you $100 off your first month with promo code ACME at sign up. If you go to Talkspace.com, and use promo code ACME when you sign up, you'll get $100 off your first month because that's how important therapy is. We really, really want you to experience it for yourself and see how private and secure the process is, how all of the benefits you know, come from talking it out and even just like using it as a tool to better yourself. Whatever you're using it for, Talkspace.com and use promo code ACME. So I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of New York, but apparently Ramona Singer, who is one of the housewives, she listed her her rules for guys. And a lot of people were like, you have to go over Ramona's rules. And so here, here we go. She says, if on a first date, he doesn't help me with my coat, then I don't want to be with him. I like a man who is attentive from the very beginning. And if he's not, then you don't want him. I don't disagree with this, but it depends. I, I I guess I'm a little confused. I've never really been in a situation where they have to help me with my coat because we're at a restaurant usually. So it'll just be like on the back of my chair or maybe I've checked it. But I'd imagine that if the first date was at some sort of event or at their apartment for some reason, which I don't, I wouldn't want that, then I'd hope that they took my coat when I arrive. So I guess that's true. Ramona has said 
a great first date is when you have a great bottle of wine, great conversation, and maybe go somewhere else later for a drink. And then the next day, they send you flowers. Completely disagree with this. I think you should never go somewhere else later for a drink. You can have a great bottle of wine and great conversation, and then you can go to your respective homes. If they sent me flowers the next day, just for having gone out on this date with them, I would think it was a little aggressive. I think that flowers in general are amazing, but I would be a little confused and feel like it'd be kind of love bomby if they sent me flowers the next day for no reason, you know? Ramona says, I don't want them to have any kind of prejudged opinion on me. Well, that's tough because I feel like you, if you are someone on like Real Housewives specifically, like people are going to know who you are and kind of what your opinions are. So that one's tough. But I I will say also like on a dating app, people cross-reference you all the time. So it's going to somehow... Like people always go into dates. I don't know anyone who's gone into a date without any opinions. Any opinions. Like I've never... I've never heard of that, but it sounds like it would be great. So yeah. Trying to think if there are any other rules that she had... Okay, I think that's it. Oh, and she wants to have a lot of sex. Well, I think everybody can agree that that's a good rule. We love that. Okay, how to not get Omicron for your wedding. Someone actually asked this and it's really funny because I have it um, and I'm getting married soon. I guess getting it before would be a good way to have some fresh antibodies. But I will say that like you should never go out of your way to try to get it because it is a very serious thing. And just because I don't have symptoms doesn't mean that someone else would not either. I think that it's really important to just like stay home for two weeks before your wedding and quarantine no matter what. Because if you're going out in the world, there's a huge chance of getting it. I've actually heard so many bride and grooms getting Omicron at their own weddings. So that sucks, but they didn't know that they had it until after. So I would say at this point, it's kind of inevitable that everyone will get COVID at some point. For the most part, I mean, I'm sure there's a small amount of people who won't, but I think that I'm not a doctor, so please keep that in mind. But it feels like we need to just kind of live our lives now knowing that this is the new normal And it's one thing if you're traveling soon or if you're seeing your elderly grandparents or parents and you want to be protective of them. But I think other than that, you kind of have to just live your life. Like there are so many people who have said no to coming to our wedding because of COVID. And there's so many things that I understand about that, right? Like there are some people who are immunocompromised. There are some people who have young kids and they're nervous. But I think other than those things. It's just kind of something that you have to live your life and like celebrations are few and far between in life, but it sounds like COVID is forever. So to miss a celebration because you're worried that you might get COVID, but you also like send your kid to school or you also like go to the grocery store. Like, I I don't know if there's that much of a difference. So I am not the CDC, but I would recommend living your life. 
how to initiate the three month conversation on 333. So 333 is that you should know how you feel about someone three weeks into it. Like if you like them three months into it, you should know if you love them and three years into it, you should know by then if you want to marry them. Initiating the three month combo on 333, I think what they're saying is like initiating the what are we conversation. So the the Again, so three weeks in, know if you like them. Three months in, know if you want to date them seriously. You don't have to know if you want to love them, but you if you love them, but whatever. You know if you want to date them seriously. So I think if that conversation doesn't happen, it's for me, I would probably get lost, like get packing. But I know that people do want to have this conversation before they do get packing. So I think what I would do is use I statements. Like I'm feeling... And we have a great episode on this with Sean Galanos, who's amazing. So I would highly recommend going back and listening to that. But I would say like, I'm really enjoying getting to know you. I feel like I could see this going somewhere. You know, something like that. And you don't even have to ask back, like, how are you feeling? They'll likely take that as like a cue to tell you how they're feeling back. But I think it's really bad to use, of course, like what are we questions or make them tell you how they feel. Instead, just like stating how you feel, I think is almost like a power move because you're like, this is how I feel. This is what I will accept and not accept. Like I'm feeling like it's been nice getting to know you. I'm feeling like I could see something happening, period. And then let them say what they're going to say, you know? Okay. The roommate phase of the relationship. This was a big buzz topic on Instagram last week or the following. Somebody asked if you can recover from the roommate phase of the relationship. And I said no. And the reason that I said no is because I've been in this phase and it did not recover. And the roommate phase of the relationship is basically where you are more friends than you are partners in in romance, right? You are not, are barely ever sleeping together. You like do gross things in front of each other, but like don't care that like you're turning the other person off. Like I like, yeah, I do gross things in front of Steven a lot, but like I also make an effort to like try to, I don't know, dress up every now and then or do something that I think is going to turn him on. Actually, the other night I flashed him And he was so taken aback. He was like, oh my God, like, I feel like I just saw new boobs. Like that was so, that was like something I've never experienced before. And it was so funny because it just made me realize that like all guys want is like newness, you know, like is for you to like do something that's like makes them be like, oh my God, like I never saw that before. Like I never saw that side of you or whatever it is. But in the roommate phase of the relationship, like you don't even want to do that. And I think the roommate phase is so strongly connected to the whole thing of like 90-10, which I've talked about in a few episodes. It's like if you're 100% comfortable with your partner, like that also leads to the roommate phase. And it leads to just not caring what you do, not caring what they think about you. Yeah. So I would say roommate phase, you can't really get back from it. I mean, you'll know when you're in it and it stinks, but you'll know. You'll know when it's time. And it'll it'll hurt more than like actually being hurt and having a reason to leave. But you'll know. 
And it's it's tough and it won't be easy, but you'll be making the right decision. I will say being home, having COVID is miserable. But the one good thing is that we had this grocery delivery on Friday from Imperfect Foods, which has saved me and changed my life because I'm starting to do these like wraps for lunch. I know this is like me trying to be healthy and imperfect foods. If you haven't heard of them, it's a grocery delivery service, which offers entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delish and reduce waste. They are amazing because basically like 35% of the food supply goes unsold or uneaten in the US. Imperfect foods basically takes all the foods that get like rejected by people, like the ugly foods people would say, and they turn them around and they sell them to you. And it's so, so amazing. And they also have like their own line of stuff. Like I just got almond butter and rice cakes for a little snack during the day. Like I got these dried mangoes and it's like parts of a dried mango that like don't usually sell. So it's like more reasonably priced and they still taste just as delicious as any other dried mango. It's amazing. And if you're a customer of Imperfect Foods, you're saving six to eight pounds of food from lesser outcomes with every order. Like, do you know how much food is wasted in the US? It is embarrassing. You can be a part of saying goodbye to that guilt. You know, growing up, your parents would be like, people are starving and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's how I feel about people who don't use Imperfect Foods. Like, you don't have to waste when you're using a company like this that actually takes the waste. And it's not, I don't want to call it waste because it's still really good food, but they like package it and they sell it to you. And it's just as good as any other food. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Join the movement and get 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code ACME. Again, that's 20% off your first four orders. That's up to $80 in value at imperfectfoods.com and use promo code ACME. That's imperfectfoods.com with promo code ACME. Made of honor speech advice. Oh, I'm honored that you asked me. Um, I've done a speech for my sister when I was her maid of honor. I think it's really important to make sure that you have like a breakdown. So what I would do is I would start the speech, maybe have an opening joke. There was a joke that I made at a wedding once, but I've heard it be made since and it's been cringe. So it's really important how you word it exactly. It was something like, it was my friend's wedding and I started and I was like, beautiful, intelligent, like successful, And I said something like, but enough about me. It's all about like, you know, whoever tonight. And it got a little bit of a laugh, but I've heard that be done in a really cringy way. I actually found that joke online. No joke. I Googled like wedding speech jokes, um, which there's no shame in that game. Like you can do it if, if you need to do it, whatever helps. But I think it's really important to not do some sort of cringy, like a lot of you don't know me, but like Chloe and I went to school together and like we were best friends. No, like no one wants to hear that. Like, oh my God, Chloe and I went to camp together. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. Start off by saying like, you know, command the room. Like, I'm so excited to welcome everyone tonight this is such an amazing event. Like, let's give it up to, you know, my parents and let's give it up to the bride and groom. 
And then you go into, you know, how much you love that. Let's call this bride, Chloe, and what you have experienced together and how she was when she met John. And then you talk a little bit about John, right? And then you talk about Chloe and John together. Like that's how it ends, right? The speech ends with like the two of them. And then the future, like you can't wait for them to, for their family to grow and you can't wait for this and you can't wait for that. And that's how it all kind of comes full circle. And you got some jokes in there. You have everyone raise a glass at the end and then you give them a hug. And like, it's not that scary. It's not. So those are my suggestions for your speech. Also, another thing that I realized when I was trying all of these prenatals, like I had no idea what I was doing. And I really, really like didn't do the research. And I've now done the research so that like whenever I decide to, you know, start to try at some point, I'm going to use ritual. I'm sure you guys have heard of ritual and like a lot of people have told you about it, but it's basically, it's an essential for women 18 and older and it's a multivitamin and was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 or older. So it's really incredible. It helps support brain health, bone health, blood health, and it provides antioxidant support, which is really, really amazing. I didn't know any of this. And now that I know this, I have been taking Ritual and I've had an amazing experience. Like, first of all, the aftertaste is really cool and like minty. It's like, it's literally a cool aftertaste. It's really awesome. And the vitamin D levels in my body have increased so much. And it has omega-3. Like everything that you need is there for you in Ritual. I have major seasonal depression. So taking Ritual has really, really helped me kind of lift that and get out of my funk. There are other things that have helped me too. Like it's so important to like have a help, a happy light and like to move your body. But if I wasn't taking Ritual, I would have no baseline to kind of start. And like I'm just really grateful that I figured out that this is what I should be taking. And Ritual is offering you guys 10% off your first three months. So all you have to do is go to ritual.com slash Acme and turn your healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Acme. I highly, highly recommend it. Especially if you're thinking about maybe getting into the prenatal world, um, or if you just want a multivitamin that works for you, ritual.com slash Acme. Someone asked a really good question that I'm so excited to get into. They said, I have a question for your next solo. If you could pick your kid's birth chart or maybe their big three, what would you choose? Okay. This is so hard for me, especially because I have zero control over whatever my kid's sign will be. And like, I have to relinquish that control and just realize that that's something that I have to live with. But if I could control it, which is basically this fun exercise that we're doing now, I will tell you what I would do. I actually wouldn't be opposed to having a Virgo girl because it would 
she would get along really well with Stephen and I. Um, he's a Cancer. I'm a Libra with a Virgo rising, and he is also a Virgo rising. I have like ten of my planet planets in Virgo, and I feel like I would really understand a Virgo girl very well. Um, so I would say Virgo with maybe like a Libra moon so that I can understand it, and maybe a Cancer rising because that's like a combination of me and Stephen and. I also have a friend who had a Virgo daughter and she literally never cries, never cries. And I'm not saying I'm not going to be okay with my child crying, but I'm just letting you know that that could potentially happen if you have a Virgo. So that would be amazing. I'm not going to lie. Obviously would also want a Libra, maybe a little Libra boy um, or girl, maybe with a... Ooh, this is hard. Maybe a Sag moon because that's the same placement as Steven and a Virgo rising. So like we're all the same, basically. Basically, I just want my kids to be the same. Or I think it would be cool to have a kid that's like totally opposite from me. So like an Aries kid with, I don't know, like a Capricorn moon. So that's similar to me. And a Pisces rising. I always thought it would be fun to have somebody in my life who has the opposite rising sign to me because they present opposite. And I think that would be cool. I think I would learn a lot from a kid that is that different from me. So I definitely am excited for that. Also, I have to mention we have this show coming up April 3rd, and it's going to be so much fun. We have a special guest. It's at Caroline's on Broadway. You can actually get a ticket for it on my link in bio. On my Instagram, we met at Acme. So definitely get your ticket. It's going to be such a fun show. There are so many surprises. And I'm telling you every single detail of the wedding, like not sparing any details. Somebody asked if there's an episode on three-month relationships slash breakups in depth. She said, I listened to the most recent one, but would love to get a deeper analysis on why it hurts so much and worse than longer relationships. We talked about this in Amy Chan's episode recently on breakups, but I will say that three-month relationships, they really do hurt more than anything. I think the proof is in the pudding and the pudding is Taylor Swift's all too well 10-minute version. Three-month relationships are like a preview of what you could have had, but never did. And I think that's why, like that's where the pain comes from. It's just like, oh, you almost had a really great relationship, but you didn't. And you only saw the good of this person. You only saw everything before like the pooping and the farting and like who they really were deep down. So you fell in love with this person who was only their best self. And I think that's why it hurts so, so much. It's like you never really knew who they are. And and it's almost like easier to get over someone when you know really so much about who they are. And I don't understand it. Like I can't make sense of it. But all I can say is that that is so real. And I think a three-month relationship that I've been in has affected me more than like a two-year relationship that I've been in. And so if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. And like that's why it hurts. That's just the scientific reason. You didn't really know them yet. You only knew this like pedestal version of them that wasn't real. And that's, that's hard. We also have a mixer next week at Ghost in Brooklyn. So you can get your ticket or join the wait list for that. 
ASAP. You can DM me for that link or just email events at wemetatacme.com. It's going to be amazing. And that's all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the solo episode. I'm excited to bring you another one next month and some more guests in between. 